Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Getting Down and Wordy podcast ad. What do we do on this podcast? Well, it's the first at a musical podcast. Can you try that again in real words so that people can understand? Fine. We talk about the intersection of popular music and language. Oh, can we also talk about Eurovision? Okay. Find us on Apple and Spotify. We are a Podmoth Network podcast. This podcast contains strong language and adult situations and may not be suitable for those who are easily offended. Welcome, fuckers. I'm Kay. And I'm Jay. And you're listening to the Fuck My Work Life podcast, where the work stories are real, the laughs are large, and most of us can agree, work sucks. So let's clock out and tune in. All right, everybody, we are here with Janine from the Identity Podcast. She's coming on to share some horror stories of her life working at a motel. Um, But before we get into the stories, hello, Janine. Hello, Janine. Hello. How are you guys doing? We are good. How are you? I'm, well. I'm doing well. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I have to admit, I'm uh, low-key geeking out a little bit because I'm a huge fan. Oh, um, I've been listening since inception. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, I often fill my work days with your voices. So it's always nice to put faces to voices. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, it always shocks me when people are like, wow, we, we listen to you. I'm like, wow, really? <laughs> cool. Well, Let me check the numbers. Did two people listen yesterday? They did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for being a fan. Wow. I, I feel all, all flustered now. <laughs> Get hold of yourself. I know. All right. You're not special. Oh, wow. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast? Um, yeah. So the Identity Podcast, um, I've been podcasting since uh, around 2014. Oh, wow. um, it started as the Haunt Heads podcast, and I had a couple of co-hosts and then eventually morphed into um, a solo show. So it's essentially about uh, the weird, the strange, and the macabre. Um, so you could hear... Uh, you know, I did a three-part series on um, Jack the Ripper, where I focused primarily on the victims, um, and that was like nine hours of recording or oh, something wow. that I did. Um, and then you could listen another day and hear about, um, you know, some random like outlaw who died in a weird way, <laughs> um, or you could listen and hear about how people in the Victorian era used to eat bread that had plaster of Paris in it because white heavy bread signified um you know you were of higher brow um you know you had more money than most people um i guess because you could afford more plaster of paris i don't know um (laughs) but anyway yeah it's it it runs the gamut Mm -hmm. um yeah wow almost 10 years coming up doing podcasting yeah Yeah, it it makes me feel kind of (laughs) old kind of like cropping we're we're all old it's fine you just got to accept that you know, that's a thing. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, in podcasting years, like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. You it's like you're to... starting to get those weird moles and you're not sure, <laughs> you know, you should go and check. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. talk to most 
most podcasters are like, yeah, we started during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yep. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to them six months later, they're like, yeah, we we stopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it it is very time consuming and it can get very exhausting. <laughs> trying it to, it, it really can. And, you know, you you have to do it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people approach podcasting with this idea that uh, they're going to start podcasting and all of a sudden they're going to be famous and they're going to make all this money. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I tell the people on my podcast network is, you know, fame and money and, and things of that nature, they're not necessarily a reality for indie podcasters. Mm-hmm. That's like, you're a comedian, you're a celebrity, you're a TV personality, you already have a huge following, and yeah. then you start a podcast. Yeah. And that, I mean, you're, you're going to generate all this ad revenue and, you know, whatever. And it's just not true, you know, for, for smaller indie pods. I mean, some pods, yeah, they, you know, they take off and whatever. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> uh, like, you know, I've been podcasting, you know, about 10 years and I think I've made like 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I do it for fun. I do it because I enjoy it. Um, I started doing it because there was a niche there that not many people were filling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to listen to more podcasts like I kind of had in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I started podcasting and that's kind of um, where we are. But I've always done it for just enjoyment. And I think that that's really the key to longevity, too. Yeah. You know, you have to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it and you're doing it for money or you're doing it for fame or whatever, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, just like hang up the mic, go home. Yeah, you know? you're going to get sick of it quick if yeah. that's why you're doing it. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah, that too. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Jay's yeah. doing it for a pallet of cores and he still hasn't gotten that. So <laughs> Yeah, like just a, one measly pallet of cores. That's like 12 cases. I mean, yeah. I spent some time in Colorado. Actually, Coors is the only beer that I can drink. Oh, really? And I'm not going to tell you why because I'll probably offend you. Uh-oh. But... <laughs> Because it, it just tastes, tastes like close water. water. Close to what you won't offend me. Look, I've heard it all. <laughs> yeah. the, the finest mountain water out of the finest mm-hmm. mountain springs. You know. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. I don't get offended easily, especially by the beer I drink. Yeah. I don't. I don't give a shit what people think. I like it. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna yeah. drink it. And- I mean, I. You know, I think it's good. I. Uh, I drank a lot of it when I was in Colorado. Um, I went to Colorado to get my MFA, and yeah, man, I love. I love Coors. Yeah. For different reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever. It's just it's just easy to drink, you know. It, it is. Not... And I mean you can get shit faced on cores real quick. Yeah. Real yeah. quick. See, that's the thing with me is if I were to drink like your craft beers, mm. I I can I can put a few back. And <laughs> When we record, there's times where like it's a it's a solid twelve pack that I go through in the hour and a half. Of, of course, like, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think it would be much different if it was like craft brews. I would just not be able to speak. No, you'd be on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'd be shit hammered. Yeah, drooling out of one side of your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So, and, and you know, and I, I like Coors. I like Coors Light. I like their Bonquay. It's good too. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I don't. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> it's just. I know it's shit more of it for longer. I I know it's shit beer to 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 a lot of people, but 
I like it and and I can still function after a 12 pack of it. Yeah. Cuz it's water. <laughs> I mean basically, basically. You know, it's good water, water but it's yeah. yeah. Still trying to get that nail polish. It's always sold out. <laughs> They like release a certain amount every Tuesday and it sells out Ooh. so fast. Yeah. Until then you'll have to just, you know, soothe your soul watching mm-hmm. the can turn blue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. On, on that note. <laughs> so you said you have some some great stories of the short time you worked at a motel, but short but full of adventure. <laughs> sounds like yeah you know i guess it would depend on your definition of the word adventure (laughs) (laughs) it it was one of those places where you know you you'd go to work and you had no idea what you were walking into Mm -hmm. on an average day i think the most number of times uh that i called the police was uh 12 in one one shift in one in one shift i was there for eight hours i called them 12 times (laughs) And it was for at least eight different reasons. Wow. Because, you know, you'd have random people coming up who were drunk um, and they were disorderly and they wanted to rent a room because rooms were like $37 a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which, I mean, for $37 a night and you're right off the expressway, who do you think you're going to get? Right. <laughs> right. These rooms, you're not going to get aristocrats <laughs> yeah. and, you yeah. know, whatever, you know, like the, somebody on their honeymoon. Although, you know, I guess it depends on the person. Um, but, you know. You know, everyone's got a budget. <laughs> that that's true. That's true. Um, ain't no shame in that game. But Mm-mm. yeah, um, yeah. So twelve times a day, and and you know, drunk and disorderly, and then also um, raving people. Mm-hmm. One guy that used to come in was a schizophrenic, and he used to talk to the coffee pot. Oh. And he would ask me if you know I I talked to the coffee pot, and I would of course say no. Um, and he would say, well, it has good things to say about you. And I thought to myself, well, you know, thank Christ that the coffee pot likes me because if it didn't, yeah. I don't know what his reaction would yeah. have been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on every shift, you know, you're, you're in this tiny, like our main office was just, um, a desk that was like, I don't know. It was like held together with just bodily fluids oh, and <laughs> chewing gum like and duct tape like disgusting completely disgusting the be- the desk in the back room looked like it had contracted some sort of pox oh god because it was like bubbled and <laughs> the place was just disgusting yeah nice but you know you're in there eight hours a day you know you you can't really go anywhere because you have to check people in that's your job and so you just basically have the luck of the draw. You know, you never know who's going to walk in through that door. And we didn't have a night window. A lot of those kind of seedy, seedy, quote unquote, mm-hmm. air quotes, um, seedy motels have night windows so that you can deal with people through the window. And there's like plexiglass there, you know, yeah. and you can yeah. take their ID and take their money. And it's, you know, it's all good. It's kosher. Yeah. Um, but we we didn't have that window. So it was literally like, you know, two o'clock in the morning, somebody randomly wandering in and no lock on the cash drawer. And the cash drawer was literally a drawer. Were you oh, usually geez. by yourself, too? Oh, I was always by myself. Oh, God. That's always. terrifying. The only time that I wasn't by myself was like for the first week, I want to say like week and a half, two weeks that my manager was there. The managers lived on site. Okay. So it was literally like the wall for the main office was right here and her apartment was on the other side of that wall. Wow. So if I had issues, 
that was her living room. Oh wow! <laughs> so I could go over and like bang on the wall, <laughs> on the wall, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it you know it was one of those places you you just never knew. So, I mean, I you know I've kind of I've been trying to rack my brain for like the the stories that really made an impression on me because like I said I was only there for like maybe you know 10 months maybe 11 months um mm-hmm. but there was one guy who used to come through um he was there all the time I'm going to refrain from using names and actually yeah. identifying the motel um but I will tell you that they kept the light on I was going to ask did they leave the light on for them <laughs> they did yeah yeah <laughs> and they had that cheesy recording on the phone too to for wake mm-hmm. up you know mm-hmm. Wake up. Yeah. Um, they had that. So uh the one guy that used to come through, he apparently had been coming there for years. And he was a regular, so he had like a special rate. Like they would always give him the trucker discount, even though he wasn't a trucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so he would come in and ask for the trucker discount and whatever, and we just gave it to him. But he was an alcoholic to the degree that for the most part, he was so high functioning that you couldn't even realize that he was mm-hmm. an alcoholic. So he would come in and be fully functional, like not have a problem and count out his money and, and leave. And so one morning <clears throat> I get to work and it's very cold. You know, I'm I'm in Wisconsin. Um, so, you know, in the wintertime, Wisconsin gets chilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I get a call from one of the guests that um, was staying on the we called it the front of the building I think it was more it was more the back of the building but the front of the building um, where all of like the wheelchair accessible rooms were mm-hmm. and this lady had checked in the night before and she said she was looking out she was like peeking out through her curtains and she could see a guy lying on the sidewalk and he was like coughing like lying on the sidewalk and when she said coughing I was like well thank Christ there's no dead body because that had happened too oh god but so she's like, yeah, you know, you should really send somebody out there to like to like check that out. And I was like, somebody, okay, that's gonna be me. Fun. <laughs> so let's go check this out. And so I get my coat on, I get my boots on, and I lock the office and I walk around the front and I see it's this regular guy, you know, who always comes in asking for the trucker discount. And I'm like, I don't I don't even know what to do. He was like four hundred pounds, mm-hmm. yeah. just this huge guy, and um he had tried to get his sweatshirt off. And could not. Um, he got it halfway off. I guess passed out or oh, fell no. over or tripped or did something. And threw up on that sweatshirt. Oh, no. And when he did that, the sweatshirt froze to the fucking ground. <gasps> nice. <laughs> oh, no. I couldn't. I can't make the shit up. I can't make oh, it up. No. So, so he's, he's, froze, he's frozen to the ground with all of his little, you know, chunks and his beer and whatever the hell else he was drinking. So I'm like, I, I don't even know what to do. So I'm, you know, asking him, you know, are you okay? Are you okay? You know, whatever. And he seems, you know, with it. Um, and he's still coughing, but I mean, it's no, freezing it's, outside. This has happened before. Just get a <laughs> cup of coffee and pour it on the puke yeah, and it'll break. I'll be fine. It, this isn't the first time. I know you're new here. Well, well, you just, you just told the ending to my story. Oh, no. oh look at it that. was not coffee. Although we frequently had pretty decent coffee. <laughs> I actually had to go into the office and get a bucket um, like like we had like slightly larger ice buckets mm-hmm. and um, fill that up with warm water and go out and free him, <laughs> free him from his sidewalk prison. Oh, my God. Wow. And that was like three months in or four months in. So then every time he would come back through, 
he would he'd be like all buddy buddy with me. <laughs> we bonded, man. You saved I'd my like, life. <laughs> bonded over your puke puddle and your frozen ass to the side. I just oh, yeah, God. I don't get it. So could he not wiggle the rest of the way out of his sweatshirt from you the know, ground? I guess when you get to a certain level of inebriation, you <laughs> yeah. just don't have the, you know, and, and it was kind of dark out there. Like the place was pretty seedy, mm-hmm. you know, so we had like really shitty lights and like yeah. whatever. So, I mean, maybe he couldn't see where he was and he was yeah. just like, you know, whatever. <laughs> but he was there really early in the morning until the sun started to come up. And then the lady was like, hey, you know. <laughs> I want to check on this. There's a, a baby beluga frozen to the Aww. sidewalk out here. <laughs> Should probably come out, check that out. <laughs> yeah, so that was um that was one kind of fun um instance, and I'll save the really crazy one for last. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> this one is not even like this one is not even the craziest one that that ever happened there. So I think it was a Thursday, and I was doing the um, due outs, which is basically, you know, you go through the system, you see who's due to check out. And if they haven't paid yet, you have to call them. A lot of people were really bad about that because, again, you know, it was a really cheap motel. So people, you know, didn't want to shell out because they probably didn't have the money in the first place. You know, they just wanted to see how far they could push it, which was probably another day that I called the police like six times. (laughs) But (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's like midday. Um, I'm, you know, doing the do outs and my boss says, you know, you have to call this one because this one, you know, hasn't paid yet. And it's afternoon. And so I called him and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. No problem. So he checked in like two days before with this huge husky. It was the biggest dog I have ever seen that was a husky. I don't know if it was like mixed with something else, but it was this big white dog. Mm-hmm. And he checked in and he he paid for like two days or whatever. and he brought the dog up to the room and he came back down and he asked me for an iron and um, was it an iron and towels, hand towels, because he said he was going to make some taquitos. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. I mean, maybe you wet the towel and you put it over the iron and that's how it like, I I don't, the mechanics are lost on me, Mm -hmm. but that's what he said he was going to do. So he came down he picked that stuff up and he left again. So then, you know, when I come back, he's on the do out list. And I call him, there's no answer. And so after a while he comes down, he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm really sorry. And he's a little like, a little strange, you know, like a little like wavy, like tipsy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. He was like, you know, drunk or something. And, you know, it's fine. Just another day ending and why for me, right? Like who cares? <laughs> so he pays his money and he leaves. Then a little while later, the police show up. It's like a couple hours later. And the police are like, so the guy that was staying in this room, we're just letting you know that he's going to stay another night. We're going to take him to a treatment facility. And I thought, why in the world would this police officer, I mean, aside from the fact that like they all knew me and I knew them and like we would carry on and like whatever, because they were there all the fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we're good friends. Mm -hmm. Why would they be telling me this? And so after a while, he, you know, the the cop leaves and then the guy marches up to the front desk and he was wearing a bathrobe. And this is in like, like March, you mm-hmm. know, in Wisconsin. He's wearing a bathrobe and it's like one of those like really thin bathrobes that like isn't really even a bathrobe. Like it's so threadbare that it's not even really clothes. Yeah. And you can see right through it. Oh, God. And he's not wearing anything underneath. Oh, no. So that, that was fun. So he's standing there in the lobby and 
I look at his face and his face looks like, like if you like mashed up like raw hamburger and put like a bunch of fingerprints in it. That's what his face looked like. Oh no. (laughs) Why? So now I have to hear the whole story about this, right? Because I make nine fifty an hour. <laughs> so now I have I'm everybody's barber and everybody's fucking, you know, like bartender and mm-hmm. hair, you know, whatever. And so he's like, you know, yeah, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna re up another night. And he's like bleeding out of his mouth and he's like missing some his teeth are all jacked up. I'm like, what the fuck happened? So they lead him out of the lobby. And the cop says, yeah, so, you know, he's he's going to stay another night. And I said, can you tell me, like, anything about what just happened? Like, what did I just experience? What was the cause of this apparition that I just experienced? And he said, well, as far as we can tell, um, he did heroin in his room. Oh, God. And he overdosed. And he took his dog for a walk. And he took his dog for a walk over. There was like a um, a restaurant next door. He takes his dog for a walk behind the restaurant and literally fucking face plants into the ground. <gasps> oh, God. Like into the asphalt. Like oh, solid. Oh, God. Laid out. And so somebody who was enjoying their food at the restaurant <laughs> that had this beautiful view of the back parking lot <laughs> was like, you know, is there a fly in my soup? There's a dead guy. <laughs> In the parking lot out there, somebody should probably check that out. And so they call the police and the police come and they gave him, um, I guess, a shot of adrenaline or whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he was dead. Whoa. But they revived him. Oh, my God. So he was literally dead man walking in the lobby with his face like mashed up raw hamburger. And he's going to stay another night. And I said... No, he's fucking not. No. Where's his fucking dog? Yeah, where's the he's dog? Not, the dog was in the cruiser. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everybody always asks me, well, well, what about the dog? There's like a website, isn't there? What happens to the dog? Does the dog die? Is there? Or something in horror movies? I think the the kind of dog you're thinking of is an Alaskan Malamute. Is it? It was huge. Yes, because Alaskan Malamutes look just like Huskies, but they're they gigantic. are gigantic. Yeah, that it was the biggest. I mean, I've seen Great Danes, like full size Great Danes, and this yeah. dog put a Great Dane to shame. Like, oh wow! A dog. Well, that might have just been a wolf. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe he walked his happy ass from Alaska somewhere, you know, with his wolf dog in his bathrobe with you know his yeah. tequitos and his heroin. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, so I I told the cop I was like, I'm really sorry. He's not staying another night. Like. I don't know if his overdose was an accident or if it was intentional. Yeah. And I had already seen dead people at that point um, before and after working at the motel um, because I also worked in the funeral industry briefly. Oh, wow. So I I was not prepared to see another one (laughs) that particular Mm -hmm. day or the following day or the day after Mm -hmm. that. I was not interested in that. And the guy was like, okay, well, you know, I mean... If if he's not going to stay another night, like we don't, you know, we're going to have to take him to holding. I was like, I don't care where you take him. Yeah, just not here. Like yeah. he's not my brother or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe like, that's you know? where he should be. Yeah. Instead oh of God. instead of my motel being holding yeah. for yeah, you, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you don't want to deal with it. 
Yeah, well, yeah. And I mean, we get we got a lot of that, too. A lot of charities would put people up um, and they'd pay for, you know, a week um, or something like that in the motel. So we had to deal with all that, too. But yeah, so they they took the guy away. I didn't hear about him again for another, God, I want to say probably eight weeks, like a solid eight weeks, heard nothing. And then I heard that um, he was charged with trying to murder somebody in Milwaukee. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he, um, I, I'm pretty sure that he's uh, in prison now. Um, wow. Hopefully he's like in some sort of substance abuse program. Yeah. But yeah, that was one of the craziest things that I've ever experienced in my entire life. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, it, it'll be hard to top that one. I thought you were going to say he overdosed and then the dog started eating his face. <laughs> oh, no. No. Sadly, no. That would have been crazier. Actually, no, that would have been more normal. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, that would have been more normal. Yeah, no, that would have been a too normal ending for this this whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I have no idea if he got help or whatever. But yeah, it was it was crazy shit. And like I said, I, I did not want to have him stay at the motel anymore because I did not want to have to find a dead body yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, Bob. <laughs> yeah. But I'm all full up on my quota of dead people mm-hmm. for this month. So just, maybe you yeah. take them to holding. God. Yeah. It's, it, it was, yeah. Yeah. It was one of the craziest. In a world, there was one podcast that made all others look like silly little part-time, half-baked ideas that should have been thrown in the trash can after being written down. That's a super long-winded way of saying that Drunk Theory Podcast is the best-kept secret out there right now. They're a bunch of idiots talking about conspiracy theories, and when these four come together, they have the capability to solve just about any question coming their way. But keep in mind, they're idiots, so sometimes they won't have the answer. But we guarantee you'll end up laughing so hard you cry or urinate in your pants. I don't make the rules here. So let Matthew, Kara, Kelly, and Ryan give you everything you never know you needed and more. Only on Drunk Theory Podcast. Available on all major streaming platforms. More conspiracies coming soon. I don't know about you, but with a busy work schedule, I never have time to sit down and read. Luckily, there's Newsly. Newsly is an all-in-one audio super app for iOS and Android. It picks up articles about the most trending topics on the web and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time ever, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. You can browse articles from topics you choose and just start playing. Follow specific topics from sports, tech, business, science, or Bitcoin. Newsly will find you the latest articles and read them aloud. They even have digital radio. And do you want to know the best part? They have podcasts. Explore trending podcasts from over 80 countries. And you can find our podcast, Fuck My Work Life, there too. Download and try Newsly for free by visiting www.newsly.me. Or clicking on the link in our show notes. And be sure to use promo code FWL for a one-month free premium subscription. Stop scrolling and start listening with Newsly.
so <laughs> the last wonderful tale um, that I have to share is in the spring of the year, this lady came to the motel. She had a car that was kind of a junker and you always knew you were in for trouble when you saw that their car was piled up with like everything that they owned. Mm-hmm. That was for me, that meant that I wouldn't rent rooms to those people because I knew that eventually it would become a problem. Um, and a lot yeah. of people shit, you know, they shat on me for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm making like nine fifty an hour, dude. Like I, I shouldn't have to deal with this shit. Exactly. Yeah. So she, she came in. She had all of the shit in her car. The person on the shift before me checked her in, and so I came in, and the guy was like, "Yeah, you know, I checked this lady, and I probably shouldn't have. Bye. I'm going home." I was like, "Great. <laughs> have Thanks, fun. dude. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Have a good weekend." So she she came up periodically and she's asking for, you know, towels and whatever, just random like garbage bags and shit like that. Like, okay, well, you know, this is pretty normal. Maybe it won't be so bad. Maintenance and housekeeping had gone into her room and not seen any issues. So I was happy about that. I was like, that's fine. You know, she's going to she's being quiet. You know, we're not seeing like any upset um, or anything. She was a um, a no calls, not here, which was the rule that we had for um, women who were trying to get away from their husbands. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they were in abusive relationships. And so we'd put uh, no calls, not here on their file. But yeah, so I put her in one of the rooms uh, down the front in one of the better lit areas. I also had a view of that room, which was something that I frequently did because, you know, I like to keep an eye on people who have those notes in their file, you know, yeah. just in case. And uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, it was like a, you know, week or so. Everything was fine. Didn't hear anything from her. And then one day I get a call from uh, a guy who's like two or three rooms down and like on the other side who was like, you know, I was just out taking my dog for a walk. And I noticed that the back window of this car is busted out. And I was like, oh, well, that's not, you know, like we can't leave that like that. So I look up the license plate number and da da it's our friend who has been causing no problems thus far. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I really hope that this is not the beginning of something, but it probably is. <laughs> so get her on the phone. I say, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, I'm sorry to bother you, but your back window is smashed out. You know, were you aware of this? And she's like, oh yeah, I know. I was like, uh, okay, uh, are you doing anything about that? Or like, we're due to get some rain. I don't, you know, I don't know if you, mm-hmm. like your house is in your car. I don't know if you give a shit. And she was like, she was like, oh yeah, you know, it's taken care of, it's taken care of. So I'm like, okay, it's taken care of. So she's called like Safe Light or some shit and they're going to mm-hmm. come and they're going to, you know, it'll be fine. So I go home. I come in the next day and the guy who's there before me says, you know, just a little note about yesterday. The police came by because the window was busted out of the back of her car and somebody reported it because they were like, well, there's been like a theft or something. Mm-hmm. We should really report this. They called it in the police. So the police came there probably for the 12th time that day. <laughs> and they took a report. <laughs> it's like the same story, but like mm-hmm. slightly different. Mm-hmm. So they take a report and he's like, yeah, so I tried to call her. I couldn't get any answer. I don't know what's going on. The police are there now. I'm going home by have a nice night. Like I said, it's the same story. It's just, right, slightly different. So I have to go down and check on it because that now it's my bag of shit. Mm -hmm. So I go down and I say, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, I see that your car is still not repaired. And you said this was something you were going to take care of. And now it's pouring, like literally pour. Like I'm, I've been outside for like two minutes. I'm soaked. Oh, jeez. 
And she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm taking care of it. I'm taking care of it. And the cop is like, well, you know, I mean, we really like there's glass all over the ground. Like, we really need to take care of this because now it's a hazard for other people. And, you know, the, the like you, you need to do something about this. So she says, OK, well, get me some garbage bags. So I go up <laughs> to the front office and I grab like some of the big, like heavy duty garbage bags mm-hmm. and I bring them down and I, you know, she has some duct tape there. And so we're like trying to, you know, and it's not working, you know, mm-hmm. like the bags keep blowing away or falling places. And I'm like, you know, look, lady, <laughs> like, I'm really sorry, but I have to go back to the office because I can't deal with this anymore. And she's like, oh, well, you know, wait, 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 you know, help me, help me. And so I stayed there and I helped her kind of get things in place. And she's like, OK, you know, everything's OK. And the cops are like looking at me like, is everything OK? And I was like, please leave. <laughs> please just go away. Just everybody go away. So they leave. And as I'm walking away, she says, oh, hey, you know, would you be able to help me with something real quick? And I'm like, uh, I mean, yes. And she's like, yeah, so, you know, help me um, get some of this stuff out of my car and bring it into the the room so that, you know, it's not getting rained on, you know, whatever. And I'm like, you know, I feel so bad for this lady because she's on the, you know, no call, you know, not mm-hmm. here list. And she's dealing with all that shit. I have no idea what this poor woman has been through. So I'm like, fine. What? Like, I'm already soaked. Fine. So I start carrying stuff in and I'm carrying stuff in and I'm carrying stuff in. And like an hour goes by and I'm carrying stuff in. And finally, she's like, oh, yeah, that's fine. She's like, there's just, um, you know, a couple of more bags that I need your help with. And I'm like, OK. And so she's ahead of me reaching into the backseat to try to get, you know, stuff out. And she grabs this bag and she goes to hand it to me and the smell hits me. Oh, no. And I'm like, I know what that smell is. Mm. Dead people. Because I have smelled dead things. Oh, no. And it's a dead thing in a garbage bag that she's trying to hand me. I'm like, (sighs) I'm not. I was like, can you can you actually set that down? Like, I don't know what that is, but it might be, like, evidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is your, now my your husband in that bag? Like, I don't fucking know. Um, so she sets the bag down, whatever. And as she's setting it down, it splits. Oh, God. Oh, no. And something comes out of it. And I couldn't really make out what was coming out of it until I kind of, like, came around the side of the car door. <sighs> so apparently when she checked in, she had said that she was bringing her dog. Oh, no. And the story doesn't get any better. Um, so she's bringing her dog with her. She's like, the place is pet friendly, right? And the guy who was working the night just was like, yeah, the place is pet friendly. No problem. Um, what kind of dog is it? And she's like, oh, you know, yeah, it's like a little poodle, you know, like mix, whatever. Okay. So the dog had died two weeks prior. Oh, God. And because she is essentially homeless and has been moving, you know, because she's trying to get away from her husband, she's been moving from hotel to motel to hotel to, you know, like, periodically changing addresses. She didn't have any time to bury the dog. And and this is what she's telling me. She did, you know, she didn't have time. And she's weeping and whatever. And at this point, I'm just like... I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to do. Do I call the police again? What are the police going to do? Like, I don't, it's just no idea. Mm-hmm. And so finally 
the um the one of the interim managers they had problems keeping managers there um surprise surprise yeah shocker <laughs> um and more common sense than me clearly they came out with a shovel and got the carcass up off the ground and put it in trash bags and whatever and uh i guess her husband paid to have the animal taken care of eventually i i don't know how soon it happened because yeah. we put it in bags and honestly i don't know what she did with it oh god from there i don't know if like went back in the room or went back in the car like what (laughs) what happened but after she checked out that room needed um a severe deep clean yeah (laughs) because it just yeah it was awful oh god i feel so bad for her and the dog (laughs) i mean can you just imagine the mental state you have to be in that you're just keeping your dead dog in a plastic Mm -hmm. bag in your car yeah well you know you think about the you know the life that she was kind of living before that Mm -hmm. um and maybe the dog provided some sort of comfort for her um and she just couldn't bear to part with the dog but yeah I, i mean there was a lot of a lot of people that checked in that were dealing with um you know not only homelessness but also just kind of severe mental illness mm-hmm. yeah and you know you you could tell when those people checked in that they were you know they were fighting through something yeah but it was really it was one of those jobs where like i said you didn't from from day to day you didn't and it wasn't every day <laughs> you know like i was only there like 11 months but it seems like it's every day but it was you know it, it was rarely you know every day that that something weird or something you know gross would happen but but yeah i mean you know i'm i'm writing a book about it now Oh, nice. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> but yeah. What was the final straw that made you quit? Oh, the actually, that's really funny. The final straw that made me quit was the one of the interim managers that they had actually reported me to the head, like the head of the company in that region mm-hmm. because he said that I had a bad attitude. Oh, geez. <laughs> and so I had to sit through what was essentially an interrogation. In one of the hotel rooms, oh, um, because they didn't they didn't have a conference center or anything, yeah. and the back office was exactly the size of a tuna can, <laughs> so there was nowhere to sit. So he literally like rented out a room and was like, "Yeah, you know, um, come in, sit down. I have to tell you what a terrible employee you are." And I was like, "I have been here for eleven months, and I have seen some shit, mm-hmm. and you have not seen the shit that I have seen." And you're going to sit across from me and tell me that I have a bad attitude. I was like, "Okay, you know what." You, yep, shook the man's hand, walked <laughs> yeah. out. It's <laughs> yeah. like, peace out. That's fine. Wow. That's fine. You can have it. Did every yep. manager live on site? Um, Yeah, every single manager. Yeah, with the exception of, let's see, the first manager left, the second manager. Yeah, the second manager lived on site. The third manager actually did not live on site because they lived on site at another location. Oh, wow. So they were coming back and forth um, because they had one like in Milwaukee by the airport. And then they also had one, you know, in in Brookfield, uh, Wisconsin. So he would go back and forth. But, yeah, with the exception of that, every every manager, like even if they were just coming in to like manage in the interim, they would stay in a in a hotel room and stay on site. Wow. And I don't know how I don't know how they did it. Yeah. Like, I would just watch my boss. My first boss was amazing. And I would just watch her in awe because 
the things that she had to deal with, the ridiculous people and just all of these crazy circumstances. And it was just water off a duck's back, man. <laughs> she just didn't give a shit. She was like, that's fine. It's a dandy and why? Welcome to the motel. You know, like, yeah. and all, whatever. It's fine. And then she'd look at me and be like, yeah, you have some white on your shoes. They need to be all black. I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have so many other important things to do and deal with and the shit. Uh, wow. but, but yeah, she, she was amazing. The, the next round of managers, not so much, but, but she was, uh, she was good. How did you last 11 months? I, I the first time something crazy happened, I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> you know, I've always been that kind of, I don't want to say that I'm the kind of person that just seeks out drama, but I'm the kind of person that seeks out strangeness mm -hmm. and like natural strangeness. You know, because, you know, for myself, I consider myself to be um, quite odd and quite strange. Mm -hmm. um, I have a large collection of taxidermy and wet specimens and, you know, whatever. Um, I collect weird shit. Mm -hmm. And I've always been that that kind of weird, odd person that never really fit into any, you know, box or mold. Yeah. And I think I'm always looking for those positions where, you know, yeah. <laughs> there is no mold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is no shape, you know. It, it's like a cat, whatever box it fit, you know, it sits mm -hmm. in, that's the shape that it takes. Right. Um, because cats are liquid. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, I've always kind of sought out those kind of weird, odd places. I mean, the reason why I got involved in the funeral industry uh, was because in high school, um, I pipped off one day and decided to go see a movie um, and they were giving out assignments for internships. <laughs> that day so people got to go to like the radio station and like whatever you know and did like all these cool jobs um and i came back in and the guy who was running the class who was actually my cousin um because i was born in um, newfoundland canada and it's a very small place and mm -hmm. people know people and you know whatever but he was the mayor and he was also my cousin and he was my <laughs> professor in this oh, wow. class. So, so he said well you know janine the only the only position i have left is um at this funeral home and I was like, well, you know, I mean, what am I going to be doing? I, you know, I'll vacuum, I'll arrange some fucking flowers. I don't know. You know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. And uh, yeah, I wound up staying there for almost two years. Uh, it was only supposed to be an eight-week internship, and I was there for almost two years. Oh, wow. But, you know, the people there were fantastic, and they were odd. They were just weird, you know? <laughs> like, you're just so strange, and I love that. So I kind of glommed on to them, and... You know, I mean, I've I've just always kind of sought out those those places, kind of the cracks in between, you yeah. know. Yeah. 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 Well, you got a lot of good stories out of it. So that's good. <laughs> I, I've been in a lot of cracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the, the show Six Feet Under? I, You know, I watched like eight or ten episodes of that and I couldn't get into it. I need to try it again because it's been a few years. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy uh, Dead Dead Like Me. I think oh, it was. Oh, I love Yeah, like with the me. kid Grim Reaper, that was mm -hmm. funny. Yeah, that was a good show. But yeah, no, I I need to I need to give Six Feet Under another shake. It's, I don't it's think it's good. got another shake. I mean the the characters definitely have their weirdness. Not probably not as weird as you see in real life. I'm guessing, mm. but that was that's one of my favorite shows ever because I like I feel like I like weird stuff. Yeah, but yeah, you're weird. But I'm also like pretty vanilla. Sure. <laughs> so I've got, that's fair. Yeah. You know, I would, I think part of me would be like, it'd be cool to work as a mortician or in a funeral home. But then at the same time, I'd probably be like, that'd probably terrify me at the same time. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, yeah, and it's just gross. Yeah. I mean, it's gross. People people are gross enough when they're alive. Yeah. I have a lot of social anxiety disorder, so I think that this is fueling this kind of angle that I'm taking. Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, in general, people are just, you know, gross. Yeah. And when they die, they're even more gross. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if you can deal with the, the blood and the smells and the fluids, yeah, you'll be fine. But... <clears throat> But then also the people, that, the yeah. living family members that you have to deal with, too, is probably yeah. almost worse. <laughs> yeah. See, I was always really good at that. I don't I don't understand what it is about grief. Um, grief for me is like, a, like I lost my grandfather last October. And that for me really hit me hard because he was essentially like a father figure to me. Like he raised me, you know, so it was like a big deal. And uh I could talk to complete strangers about their loved ones and, and just be completely impartial and, you know, soothe them and help them, you know, pick out different, you know, elements of the service and, you know, what poem do you want? And, you know, can I recommend this? And I never had a problem with that until it actually happened to me. And then I was like, ah, I kind of get it now. (laughs) You know, like I, yeah, I've been there too. Maybe I'd be better at it now. I don't know. Because I didn't have that experience when I was doing it, you know, when I was in high school. Right. You know, nobody yeah. knew I was in high school when I was yeah. like, you know, well, have you thought about the mahogany? Yeah. <laughs> 16-year-old telling them how to. <laughs> By the way, I'm clunking math. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lovely poem. Yeah. No, it just, you know, it never came up. But, but yeah, I'd probably be better at it now, I think. There's a maturity that comes with. Mm-hmm. Life. Yeah, you know, and and not only, you know, dealing with death, but, you know, like experiencing it. Mm -hmm. That really kind of changes your perspective on the whole thing. And like, how much stuff do I have? Do I need that stuff? You know, like, yeah, what am I doing in work? You know, am I doing something I truly enjoy? You know, like, what if I was making more money? Would I be happier? You know, is money the root of all happiness or the root of all evil? And you have all of these profound conversations with yourself in your head. But yeah. But yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. Yeah, thank you. They were great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they were great for you. You didn't have to. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. It was fun for, well, fun yeah, for no, us to listen to that's that. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you just had to listen. You didn't have to straight yeah. broken puke up off the sidewalk. No, no, no. I, I know. Yeah, I wouldn't just, want to. Just think all of those experiences just make you who you are, right? They add. That's very true. They add to. That is very true. Hey, look, the next time someone finds someone frozen to the sidewalk from their own puke. They're going to know how to deal with it. They're going to know how to deal with it. I mean, honestly, I I am nothing but a (laughs) how-to. A living, breathing how-to. Yeah. That's a good good way to be. (laughs) Well, everybody, go check out Janine's podcast, Audentity, where she talks about the weird and strange and macabre macabre all that fun stuff thank you so much for joining us and we'll put in our show notes uh where to find the show yeah awesome thank you so much for having me on again you guys have such an awesome show and thank you so much for doing it oh thank you um, for putting it out there until i started listening to you guys i didn't really hear anything that was similar this the most similar was uh let's not meet Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Which is like, yeah, it's like uh, people meet creepy people and bad things happen. Oh, God. <laughs> and people write stories and send them in. It's like a whole Reddit thread to like, let's not meet on Reddit. But yeah, it's uh, I, I think that you're doing a real um, a real service to allow people to <laughs> unload. 
<laughs> evacuate all of their ills, if you will, um, in podcast form. So thank you for that. Oh, well, you're welcome. I'm glad we could provide some relief to some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's a relief for us, too, I think. It is. You know? Yeah, for everyone who listens, who's had to work a shit job in their life, you know, <laughs> we've all been there uh, for sure. All right, everybody, thank you for listening, and thanks again, Janine. Bye, fuckers. Bye, fuckers. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Fuck My Work Life podcast. If you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a five star review on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the show by telling your friends or joining our Patreon. We also have some sweet Fuck My Work Life merch available over at Teespring. All links can be found in the show notes. Send your workplace stories to fmwlpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 310-818-3273. Be sure to follow us on all the socials at fmwlpod. And remember to support indie podcasts. They work hard to bring you a variety of amazing content. Until next week, bye, bye fuckers. fuckers.